We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, we kind of have gone right into no man's land here. No, I like it. Let's land the plane. Your turn. Um, God, you put me on the spot. <laughs> you led me to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. They were like, okay. And just dropped you, uh, yeah. dropped you off with, uh, yeah. with Wilson. Yeah, so I dropped you right in the same water. Sharks are swimming. I got one for you. What would you rather have? Lamar Jackson or two first-round picks in Daniel Jones? Say it again? <laughs> He's referring to the thing that I triggered John Vicari on earlier, and John is still taking the worst haircut. If you guys didn't get to the Twitter poll, at Nick Wilson says, because uh, I had made the point that if I am the Giants – I would easily, if I could turn Daniel Jones and two first-rounders into Lamar Jackson, I think it's the best investment you could have, even though you got to pay him $200 million. And Vicari, who is a Giants fan, acted... I don't think he's nuts. Oh, I think he I kind of sat on the sidelines during your guys' whole debate, but I don't think he's crazy. I thought about it a little bit more, and yes, Keith, I, I now see the, the fruit thing. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Bill Nye. We're a factually correct show. Everybody knows that. I just want you to know that if you're eating a tomato, you're getting your fruits. So well, I so, eat fruits. I don't eat tomatoes. So why do you think he's he's not wrong? Who, Keith? <laughs> no. Vicari. Because Daniel Jones is, I mean, you kind of, if you're Brian Dable, mm-hmm. you just spent a year with this guy, took him to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and it's just your first year in the system. Do you want to bring in a new guy, change the whole system around, and then also have to give up assets and also have to pay this guy as much or more than Daniel Jones? Um, if you could, I think the question really is, how big of a jump is there from Daniel Jones to Lamar? And I think, like, we saw the best iteration we've ever seen of Daniel Jones this last week, this last year. And there were still games where they didn't let him throw because they don't trust him to throw. Or not, sorry. Not trust him is a little heavy, but they don't want Daniel Jones throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game. Whereas with Lamar, I think Lamar is is probably a more trustworthy passer, and I think he's as as athletic as Daniel is. I think Lamar's the much more electric runner. So I think Lamar's got two elite traits. He has elite athleticism, and listen, even though people want to talk about him as a passer, Mm -hmm. I still think he's got an elite arm. I don't know that there's anything elite about Daniel Jones. And I just say, anytime uh, you can go. I, mean, I don't know about elite. I think he's, he definitely surprised me this year. 
And he definitely has. He, he's uh, he's sneaky athletic. He is. He's a gym rat. And guy I, first in. I first last, to leave. Yeah, first in, last out. Last out. I just think, I think that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Like you look at his stats overall, he's got twenty-two touchdowns. That's uh, passing plus rushing, and he's got eleven turnovers. I think that's as good as he's going to be. I don't know that there's anything left, and I could be wrong, but like. I'm putting one year of him being an acceptable player and three years of him not being very good. I'm putting that up against a guy in Lamar who honestly at points, I think his, his, his propped up the Ravens. And I think you look at it and you look at who they've been when he hasn't finished the season. I think if you put Lamar on that same team mm-hmm. and you keep him healthy that last year, I think the giants are a real actual contender for a title versus well you got a playoff win and you went to the second round of the playoffs well I think there's two things here for me too that like one you're an NFC team so you've got less teams we talked about earlier about the AFC team maybe you view it differently if you're an AFC team about what the top end quarterback needs to be in the NFC maybe it's a different answer Mm -hmm. and Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdown passes last year Mm -hmm. I mean he threw for 3,200 yards not a bad season but not he's not like blowing the cover off so I so you know what I think's happened with Daniel is I think our bar was so low, and I think this happens a lot. When when we lower our bar for guys who were top 10, top 20, top 32 picks, and then they just go above it. Oh, well, now it's about upside. Now it's about this. Now it's about that. I think he is who he is. I think he's just a guy. I think he happens to be an insanely athletic quarterback. But I think at the end, like, is Daniel Jones ever going to be a franchise quarterback? Because if the answer is no then 10 times out of 10, you'd trade Lamar for him. Or sorry, you'd trade him for Lamar, well, even if, if you have to give up more. If Daniel Jones isn't a franchise quarterback and doesn't turn out to be, how else are the Giants getting that quarterback right now, too? That's a really, really good point. I think teams have never been more aggressive. Well, okay, teams have never been more aggressive trying to find the franchise quarterback than they are now, and teams have never been more aggressive at just shuffling the deck with quarterbacks. Like, look, look what Ron Rivera is one of the most respected guys in the NFL. And he's gone from Alex Smith to Dwayne Haskins to Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz to there was one other guy in there last year that I can't remember off the top of my head. And that's a guy that's probably going to cost him his job when they get new ownership. Unless he nails a franchise quarterback, Mm -hmm. unless he trades for Lamar or unless he trades for an Aaron Rodgers this offseason, because the reality is. There are so few instances of guys, the head coaches in the NFL, surviving with consistently subpar or average or slightly above adequate quarterbacks. And that's why I think if you're the Giants, if you know, they've, Brian Dable knows to this point what Daniel Jones is. And I think, I think you always know before anybody else knows around the Mm -hmm. NFL because you work with them. I think he knows whether Daniel can be a franchise quarterback. And if the answer well, is no, yeah, and you it, do anything. 100%. That's why I, I'm like, I'm hesitant to see them letting him walk or try to get rid of him because I think that there was things that they saw in him this year that they like. And they didn't throw that much with him this year. Like I, I really think that they could let the genie out of the bottle, so to speak, with him and see him progress more and more and more as we go throughout next year. I think that's fair. I also think you let the genie out of the bottle and it goes bad, and you got Blake Bortles. Just thinking about the Christina Aguilera song now. Danny Dimes in a bottle. bottle. How does it go? No, I don't know. 
Was it? What's the next thing after that? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember the next? I don't recall. Yeah, that was a catchy. That was a, that was a real toe tapper. <laughs> Today's show has just been us leading each we other into the middle of the we ocean. We haven't worked together in a week. It's good. It's, it's no. It's, good. It is good. It's chicky baby. It's fine. Did you hear the morning show's first segment? Her uh, first hour. How do you keep you keep leading me to taking shots? No, I did not. How was it? It was very similar to what we're doing. Very similar to what we're doing. All right. Was it better than two forty? Would you trade on why either do you side? Wear, why do you wear ninety nine? Would you trade? It looks great on the jersey. Daniel Jones it looks for it looks Lamar sick, Jackson. Bro. I don't think the Ravens want to pay him. So just kicking the can down the road. I think there's a risk about getting commensurate value if the end result is going to be whether this year or next year moving on from Lamar. So I had said earlier, if I was the Giants, if you could do what you did last year in the playoffs with Danny Dimes and then turn around and take a quarterback who a year ago would not have been a trade piece for Lamar Jackson, if you can take him and two first-rounders and turn that into Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. I just would do it. I I wouldn't even think twice about it. And you have kind of pushed back on it. John Vacari pushed back. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I feel like if you're Brian Dable and you just got there and you had a successful season with, with Danny Dimes, and okay, that's fine. I, you look at the numbers all you want, and you could spit them out to your blue in the face. I get it. I did that. He didn't throw that much this year. But when he had to, he made plays. And we all watched that playoff game. Did we not? Where he outplayed Kirk Cousins? Okay, but Kirk Cousins also wasn't great in that game. And trying to say, like, it's it's one playoff game. Okay, well, he won a playoff game. Well, but does that matter more than the, the four previous years where he well, was a mid-ass quarterback? I, I, no, I think it does. I think what happened this year matters more than anything we saw in the past. Now, we're going to get uh, Mitch Spinell on the 2020s here, uh, not just for the last hour of this show, but obviously tonight as well. You had uh, a weigh-in on this one as well, correct? Well, yeah, I was asked the question during the break, and looking at the situation for both teams, I think this is a deal that the Giants might want to think about because Lamar Jackson, look, with all the the criticisms over the past season, you know, he wasn't playing, you know, the contract negotiations reportedly are still far apart. The Giants could get an upgrade at quarterback that could be the determining factor if they can seriously compete in the NFC for the next couple of seasons because this team is vastly improved from the Giants teams of the past. And if you can make these runs against not only some of the NFC squads like San Francisco and the likes of that, you have to compete in your own division. You have to take on the Eagles who just made the Super Bowl. And Dallas, you could say, you know, we always say they're the pretenders every year, but I still think they have talent enough. If that's going to be the difference between you remaining in third in the NFC East every year or getting that first or second spot, Lamar might be it. And here's the other part that just kind of came to me as we're talking about this. A year ago, the Browns paid three first-round picks, a second-round pick, and two third-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Yep. If a year later you could get a quarterback who has accomplished more to this point than Deshaun has, right? He does have a playoff win. He does have an MVP. He has played at least for at least one season to a higher level. If you can get who people think is a better quarterback or a better player for less, I think in a year's time we could be looking at that and saying, oh my God, you just got an absolute steal because you only had to give up two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. And again, I said it earlier, I think the best thing for the Browns might be that the Ravens pay that uh, pay Lamar $200 million because their owner doesn't want to circumvent the cap like every other owner, and it might make them make hard decisions 
on their roster that they wouldn't make if they could just get rid of Lamar. So maybe it might be, and that's hard to say because everybody's like, oh, but Lamar's done this and Lamar's done that. Totally understand. But I think we're talking, we're mixing up past production, past success for the Ravens, and what's going to happen in the future. Now, we were also talking about um, picky eaters, and I had said earlier that I have I have become a much less picky eater. I love onions and uh, peppers now. I love to cut them up in my eggs. I all, oh, by the way, love them on pizza now too. And I'm kind of a, a a simple Sally when it comes to pizza. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to besmirch your own credibility with the audience by saying <laughs> what what pickiness you have. Well, it's funny. You mentioned the onion thing. I'm not a big fan of onion rings, so to say. Like, everybody, compl- there are some people that love them more than French fries, and I look at those uh, people with a side Yeah, you're eye. talking to a guy who loves them probably more than French fries. Well, there you go. Gotta um, have ranch, though. But here's the thing. You know those, like, uh, those boxes at the grocery store where it's, like, those, like, dried up, crispy, like, onion things you put on, like, a casserole? Yeah. I will eat a box of those before I ever go near a basket of onion rings. Oh, so uh, I can't remember what the hell those are called. Ness, uh, my, French my fried wife. onions. French fried onions. Vanessa petals, makes petals. I think yeah. The best chicken coated in that. Ooh. If you you can't have just two pieces, you can't. It it's it's chicken heroin. I you're gonna have we have one. You have just you had a heroin? One before? hit. No, but I have had chicken heroin. Okay. And just one. It's hit very similar. Of chicken heroin, chicken meth, whatever you want to say, and you're a goner. Chicken coke. We. I don't think that's as addictive as heroin or meth. Okay. It sounds like the sequel to that cocaine bear that's coming out soon. Chicken heroin. It's just a chicken on heroin. <laughs> I don't even get That's actually a great point. Kayla just said off air. He'd be falling asleep. Lord have mercy. Um, right. We do have some news to pass along here. What's that? Uh, have you seen the Ian Rappaport tweet? Nope. The Browns interviewed Jets special teams assistant Leon Washington. For their uh, vacant special teams former coordinator running job. Former running back, I know. From Florida State? Yeah, that's the one. What? Yes. Ah, oh, dude, my my u- useless knowledge of ex-players in college football is just immense. Also, elite player on Madden back in the day. Dude, not just Madden. Yeah. Uh, NCAA football. Good old days. Dude, you, you ran with, with FSU in like, what, 03, 04? Oh, I think it's later than that. Maybe 05? Like 08, 09. No. I think he's like. Hold on, now I got to now, now carry the two. Carry but, the two while you're while you're uh, googling that. Uh, Rap also saying Bubba Ventrone, Colts special teams coach, is also a top candidate. Why does this feel like they're interviewing <clears throat> a bunch of guys who they probably aren't going to hire, just so that like it's almost like they don't actually. Nah, bro, I was right. He's the same age as me. Carry the two. Carry the two. What year did he come out to the NFL? Oh six. He's forty years old. Okay. So like oh oh three oh four oh five. Here's your dub. Thank you. And that's back when like we we didn't even. Uh, oh yeah, that's Leon Washington. Back before they tried to de- like. Oh, he, he it's was not Leon Washington, dude. He was like five foot eight, mm-hmm. but on the game was like two hundred and thirty pounds and ran like a four three. Yep. God. And now he could be the Brown special teams coach potentially. They interviewed him today. He's um, been with the Giant, the Jets. You said that right? I, yes. I said this earlier. He ha- doesn't have much coaching experience. I yeah, because didn't was he was like a, he was doing a coaching in, uh, internship like in Detroit, a, like a, a minority or a diversity coaching fellowship mm-hmm. with Detroit, right? It was the Jaguars, the Falcons, and the Lions. Yeah, he was with the Lions for two years under Dan Campbell. Your boy Dan Campbell. I don't think Campbell was there. 
Are you sure about that? 19 and 20. Okay, you are right. That's Matt Patricia. That, that's two dubs. All right. Man, two dubs in a row. I, I Nobody's seen this kind of annihilation on this show since I dunked on John Vicari. Congratulations on all your success. In the entirety of the 4 o'clock hour. So I said something earlier, and I, I don't think it came out right. I care about the names of the assistants that they bring in, but I just can't get hyped about it. Like when they hired Jim Schwartz. All right, well, I have a relative idea about what Jim Schwartz is. I think it's a good, safe hire. And none of that is in a negative connotation. But like, like when, when Bubba Ventrone's name came out there, the amount of people that just did like cartwheels on Twitter because Bubba Ventrone's out there, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it, it's it's cool if they get him. It's a great story, by the way. And maybe that's why we uh, so many people love this name. But I don't know if he's any good. Like, when, when they hire, like, quarterback coaches, well, he's well-respected in the game. That doesn't really mean anything to me. Because the NFL is just a big old boys club, and everybody's respected. There are very few people I've ever heard, oh, this quarterback coach, everybody hates him, but your team hired him. So it's less that it doesn't matter. It matters that they hire the right guy. But I, they've hired to me. And, and I think there's still a possibility. If they blew out Alex Van Pelt, which some people still think is an option, I don't think it is, and then hired uh, a Cliff Kingsbury or, or, or an offensive coordinator that everybody could agree is an upgrade and that guy's going to call the plays. Yeah. It's offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator that really, that I feel like I actually understand how much impact they have everybody else yeah those names are more important I feel like I think uh you know granted fans would like to have Josh Cribbs be their special teams coordinator mm -hmm. right or Bubba Ventrone who played here um somebody that they know I mean does it really matter yes but not but I mean let's be honest special teams to be fair to be fair doesn't special don't special teams come down to mostly the kicking game like in, not in terms of like the, the tackles and the blocking and the schemes and things like that but like if you've got a really you would people would say that Baltimore has a great special teams game right mm -hmm. because they're Justin Tucker mm -hmm. and if you've got a great kicker and a great punter like that makes up for a lot of errors so like I think a lot of that has to do with the personnel I mean more I, so than the actual coach I actually have something point. on that in a second but like okay. Prefer got fired because of the returns and because Cade York struggled by what? the way, Leon Washington, did you know this, has eight return touchdowns in his career? I don't know that. That's a lot. That is a lot. And that was... That's like one a year for the, year, the years he played. And like, if you start thinking about it, they really started to crack down on that towards the end of Josh and Devin Hester's. Remember how impossible they made it to return a kick? Like, it was right around 07, 08, 09. Yeah. So half his career, he played under the, uh, the kickoff rules. All right, sorry, rabbit hole here. Okay. Did you watch any of the XFL? No. Dude, Keith, did you see their kickoff? Yeah, but also we, we could talk about the other rules that I like, too. Oh, the 4th and 15? Yes. So, this is a rabbit hole. Did you see the Agent McCarron game? Uh, I, I saw, saw the highlights? I saw the highlights, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they, they changed, they've they got different rules in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was my... Uh, oh, that was... That was, okay. that was me going off on a tangent, and uh, let's bring it back. Unless you want to talk about the rules. What rule do you like, Keith? That's the rule I like, to keep the ball, keep possession of the ball after a score. No no onside kicks. Remember, the NFL, we want plays that are aesthetically pleasing, right? Yeah. The onside kick's not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, that and 
kickoffs don't matter anymore. They don't. I love so they kick off from what they punt, right? Or they they kick off. I forget. Either way, the players line up five. Sh- shut up. The players line up five right. yards apart. Why am I getting to shut up? No, it's Keith. Okay. Yeah, shut up, Keith. Um, and they line up five years apart. They can't move either. Offense or, or return team can't move. Kicking team or return team. There we go. Carried the two. Uh, they can't move until the ball's caught. Uh-huh. It's a bizarre. All right. Just no, no. Because you also said five years instead of five yards. I didn't mean to say five years. I, I know. But it was just. They're five years apart. I've Me and my brother are five years apart. As somebody who has trouble speaking, which again makes this a, a difficult a, job because we dubious, talk for a living. A dubious career choice. I felt the pressure you were on under, and I, I, I was, was on. I was nervous laughing. You're going to give me a tick. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hello, yeah. Um, how y'all doing today? Doing well, doing buddy. Well, what buddy. you got? Okay, I just wanted to um, say about the Lamar Jackson situation. Um, the one thing about Deshaun Watson was when Deshaun Watson was up for trade, um, Deshaun Watson's career was projecting up. Every year, his numbers were getting better. And then the last year he played, he led the league in passing. Whereas where Lamar Jackson, every since his MVP year, his numbers has been on a on a decline. Mm-hmm. It's been very average, very Baker Mayfield type numbers. You know, since his MVP season. So um, him him getting, I mean, the the Baltimore Ravens getting less for what the Browns got for Deshaun Watson. That should happen because I mean, at this point, at at those points point in time. Deshaun Watson was a better quarterback. Jeff, real quick, buddy, do you think Lamar is a franchise quarterback? Um, th- that's tough. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because his injuries. Um, I, I would say yes, he is, but he's not Deshaun Watson. At, at Deshaun Watson's best and Lamar Jackson's best, I'm taking Deshaun Watson every day. I mean, uh, so a, so I think that's a, a stylistic. Throwing, this is a throwing league. Well. I, okay, that's a fair point, and I was going to say stylistically. I think we're just having we're having the same conversation, but I understand if you, stylistically you want that kind of quarterback with Deshaun. I would also say at his best, Lamar was the NFL MVP in a year that he had like forty plus touchdowns, and to this point, Deshaun has not had that year. He's had some great statistical years. He just hasn't had an MVP type year, or sorry, a literal MVP year. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.